Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Attorney General Rob Bonta is warning food packaging and cookware companies of their responsibility to comply with a recent law limiting the use of PFAS. Also known as forever chemicals, PFAS are found in countless household items and are linked to cancer and other illnesses. They disproportionately impact lower-income communities and communities of color. Bonta addressed companies at a press conference in Los Angeles yesterday. Consider this fair warning. If we find out that companies are not following the law, are not doing their part to keep Californians safe, we won't hesitate to take action and hold them accountable. The law, which took effect at the beginning of this year, bans PFAS from materials that come in contact with food and requires companies to disclose the presence of PFAS on cookware. Bonta has already sued 18 PFAS manufacturers, including 3M and DuPont. And in more than a dozen California counties, a little-known rule in the Clean Air Act has forgiven air pollution. Not from the sky, but from the record. That's among the findings of a new investigation from the California newsroom, Muckrock, and The Guardian. Molly Peterson and our reporting partners have the story. It's called the Exceptional Events Rule, and tucked into the Clean Air Act, it's meant to allow local regulators calculating whether a place meets air quality standards to leave pollution out if that pollution was from unusual or natural events. That includes volcanoes, dust storms, and wildfires. Air regulators argue they can't control wildfires or smoke, but health experts point out people still breathe it. And our investigation finds millions of Californians live in places where the Environmental Protection Agency has forgiven bad air days. Places like... Here in San Luis Obispo, I'm Gabriela Fernandez at KCBX. In the eastern part of the county, the EPA allowed local regulators to forgive pollution from wildfire smoke in 2018. I'm Manola Sakaita at CAP Radio. Regulators approved an exceptional event for wildfire smoke in Sacramento in 2012. We've also had smoke pollution since then, like when the campfire turned the sky orange. I talked to a 26-year-old who told me that Sacramento's smoky skies convinced him to become a climate activist. And I'm Emily Zentner with the California Newsroom. 
An hour north of the Capitol, regulators have removed more than two weeks of smoke pollution from the record in Nevada County, the most in the country. I spoke to Dr. Alinea Stevens, who runs the health clinic at Chapaday Indian Health. She says on smoky days... We see a lot more patients in clinic for things like headaches, lung issues. Sometimes we see higher blood pressure as well. With partners at Muckrock and The Guardian, we requested exceptional events from around the country. These are basically arguments that even when wildfire or high winds might make the air worse, they aren't the kind of thing that regulators are responsible for. We also read thousands of pages of correspondence and other records. Here's my reporting colleague Dylan Bergen from Muckrock. We found at least 21 million people live and breathe in areas around the country where the EPA has forgiven pollution from at least one so-called exceptional event, mostly wildfires. And because of wildfires, local regulators are using this rule more often to reach air quality goals. It's kind of like a warning light on the dashboard for the Clean Air Act. Law professor Michael Wara is with Stanford's Woods Institute for the Environment. What exceptional events determination seem to show is a poorer and poorer fit between the policy we have and the problems it's trying to solve. Wara says the Clean Air Act has saved lives and millions of dollars, but the assumption in the law is that we can control air quality. And climate change is kind of making a mockery of that when it comes to wildfire. Our investigation also found California uses this rule more than any place else. Michael Benjamin heads the Air Quality Division at the California Air Resources Board. We and the air districts in California will continue to take advantage of the exceptional events provisions in the Clean Air Act to try to show attainment. Attainment. That means clean air under the law. Without it, the EPA can withhold money for highways or tighten rules on business. Even so, Benjamin thinks it's time to take a closer look at the exceptional events rule and the Clean Air Act. States who have tried to keep these things separate, climate change and exposure to local air pollution as two distinct things, I don't think they're going to be able to maintain that indefinitely. And I do think that the Clean Air Act should really include climate. In response to our investigation, the EPA maintains it is following the law and points to mandated mitigation plans for places that have exceptional events year after year. Benjamin says he hopes this summer's Canadian wildfires and the smoke they created were eye-opening to D.C. policymakers. Maybe they'll start to think seriously about how to mitigate it, to maybe be willing to acknowledge that we need to do something more. For the California Report, I'm Molly Peterson in Los Angeles. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
California state prisons and county jails will soon begin allowing incarcerated people to wear religious clothing. That's after Governor Gavin Newsom signed a new state law earlier this month. Sajad Shakur spent 21 years in San Quentin State Prison and is now the owner of Falafel Corner. Shakur is Muslim. He says that while in prison, he would get write-ups for practicing his religion. The practice of that religion conflicted with the policies that they had for grooming and for dress codes. Give an example. They wanted us to shave our beards. They didn't want us to wear our religious headgear. They didn't allow us the freedom to practice our religion. County detention facilities must have the new policies in place by January of 2025. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Hint, fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors including watermelon and pineapple. In stores or delivered from hintwater.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, Advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at schmidtocean.org. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, October 18th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. You can get all your news from across the state on our daily podcast, The California Report. Subscribe, download, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!